It's time for Nickel or Dime. Should you spend $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on Nickel or Dime on BetQL Daily. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker right here on the BetQL Network. Coming up in about 20 minutes, lightning bets, and we'll check in with Reed Wallach from BetQL on his plays and what the model is saying over at BetQL. But right now, yes, it is time for Nickel or Dime. Jake Hassan is going to uh, be our uh, our show host here. I mean, Jake, there's an opening for another uh, kind of famous game show right now. I'm not sure if you're, uh, you're going to throw your hat in the ring for that. Listen, was I contacted by Jeopardy in the last half hour or so? I can't really say, but I can say that I politely, if it was to come up and come about, I would politely have to decline. I can't leave this show, this behemoth that I've built here. You know, my blood, sweat, and tears are in this game now. It's, you know, I can't walk away from this. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty good day for the for Odyssey. I mean, have Jake Hassan decline an opportunity to host Jeopardy to stay on as the board operations manager on this show? Cody, I, I think that says that I mean this this show is headed headed big places. Oh, yeah, way bigger places than Jeopardy. I mean, what is Jeopardy at this point? If it's not LeVar Burton going forward, Jeopardy's done. I'm never gonna watch again. Yeah, what they are right now is is without a host for for whatever reasons out that are out there. It's not great, but you know what is with a host? Nickel or dime, and our host is Jake Hassan. Jake, what do we got today? We got a lot of stuff to get through, and we're starting with NL Cy Young. Would you rather go $500 the nickel on any of the underdogs, any one of your choice, or $1,000 on one of the three favorites? So I will go a, a, a dime on any of the favorites. I'll pick Corbin Burns. I'll put a dime on Corbin Burns to win. And Cody, if it wasn't for Freddie Peralta went on the IL yesterday with shoulder a shoulder issue, he's my underdog. He's 35 to 1 right now. If there's anyone that could just reel off seven more starts of really good ball and, and have an ear ender two, it would have been him. He's going to miss time here. So I, I don't love any of the underdogs compared to the favorites. I'll go uh, a dime on Corbin Burns to, to win this thing. Yeah, underdogs are really tricky when it comes to the Cy Young. You have to have a whole season of things. And you're right, Peralta was a very, very good underdog, but he's never going to take over the top three dogs in this spot. Burns is not a bad pick, but I have been singing this for a while. Put a dime on Walker Bueller. I've been saying it for months. Dime on Walker Bueller, no question. All right, sticking with awards season and the MLB, let's look at the NL MVP. Would you rather go a nickel on Freddie Freeman, 11 to 1? Or $1,000 on Fernando Tatis Jr., minus 300. I'm going to go dime on Fernando Tatis. As long as he stays healthy, this is his award. Like, the only way he's not winning this thing is if he gets hurt. I still think he's going to win if the Padres miss the playoffs. Like, that's how much better he's been than everybody. Leads the NL in homers and steals. And the thing about Freddie Freeman, is he the guy if if it's not Tatis? I, I don't know. I mean, Max Muncy, we talked about him yesterday. He just continues to rake. The Dodgers are going to be in the playoffs. I, I'm going to go with, with Tatis here because I don't love the underdog in this as Freeman. I'll, I'll put the dime on Tatis. I actually don't mind the underdog on Freeman. Here's the thing about Tatis that's a little bit scaring me, and that is the health issue. He's already missed 32 games due to a shoulder injury, and this is a guy, and I want to really point this out, this is a guy who has never played a full season healthy with the exception of last year's 60-game season. So I'm a little concerned. He's not even playing shortstop anymore. He's over in right field. He's taken a couple of very interesting routes. I get a little worried when he gets close to a wall, 
And if you were going to take an underdog, I think Freddie Freeman would be a very good pick. I'm actually going to go with the nickel on Freddie Freeman right now. I like the value you can get out of it. And if the Braves keep surging, it's not out of the question. We still got two months of this season. Do you think the Padres are worried about that contract? Not because he's not a great player. He's a great player. But if that shoulder issue is, is a constant, persistent thing, that contract's not going to age well. It's only going to age well if he's on the field hitting 40 or 50 bombs a year. It's the only thing that concerns me. I I, I love I actually love the deal. It's a I think it's a good deal for everyone involved, especially right now. He's becoming the face of baseball as we speak, especially early in the season. It was all Tatis all the time on our televisions. And I'm hoping that continues to be the trend of years coming forward. But if he does not stay healthy, which he hasn't shown that he is capable of doing yet, it's it's a concern. And you better believe that that Padres front office right now is concerned about a lot of things. Didn't when he first even signed that contract, didn't they say, like, we're aware of his shoulder? He's going to need surgery at some point, but right now we're just going to ride it out. I'm pretty sure they I, came out and said that. I don't know if it was right then. I do know right after he got the first injury this year of the shoulder, they said it's going to need surgery, but we're going to come back and play. Yeah, I just I, I just wonder, like, is this a chronic thing or will surgery fix this? Like the offseason surgery, then he's good to go. Or are we doing this every year? Like, oh, it popped out again. I, it's a weird thing for a guy that's this great, this young, that we're already concerned about an injury. Right, yeah, it on. is. It moving on to tonight's heavyweight matchup of the White Sox and Rays. Would you rather go five hundred on the Rays to win the AL plus four twenty, or thousand dollars on the White Sox as the favorite? I'm gonna go. I'll take the plus four twenty on the Rays just because the value here. I, look, I picked the White Sox for the season. If the playoffs started today, I would pick the White Sox to get to the World Series. I think their combination of starting pitching power offense and the bullpen i like them but the rays offense has heated up they were there last year we know it like it doesn't even matter who the names are they're gonna pitch and their offense is better than it was a year ago wander franco has added something even though he's only what 20 years old arosa rain has been on fire nelson cruz now i'll just take the extra value on the Rays uh on the uh plus 420 I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly. I do think, by the way, I do think the White Sox are going to win the pennant, but this is some pretty good value on a team that could very, you put these two together, uh, face each other off in October. It is anyone's ball game. I do give the mild edge over to the White Sox. I do think they're a slightly more rounded, better team, but in October, anything can really happen. And it is not foolish to put your money on the raise, especially with that type of value. Football. All right. Would you rather go? A nickel on the Lions to finish exactly second in the NFC North plus 900 or a thousand dollars on the Steelers to make the playoffs plus 170. This is a good one. So here, here's why this is hard. I don't like the Steelers this year. I think they're going to have a losing record. But that being said, I can't go with the Lions because of exactly the way it was worded there by Jake. Finish exactly second. Like if you told me right now, one of the Bears or the Vikings have a bad season, injuries, bad year, whatever. And the Lions surprise a little bit and they can get the six or seven wins, right? And that other team gets to five or six wins. That wouldn't shock me. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Cousins got hurt, it topples over in Minnesota, they win five games. It wouldn't shock me if Jason Peters playing left tackle, the Bears stink, Justin Fields, you know, takes his lumps as a rookie, they win six games, Lions finish above them. But to win that side of the bet, you got to have the Lions finishing better than both the Bears and the Vikings. That's a lot to ask. I'll go with the Steelers. Maybe, maybe that wild card in the uh, AFC is an eight and nine or a nine and eight team. They sneak in. I got to go Steelers. I can't think the Lions are going to finish in second place with Dan Campbell in his first year. 
Listen, Ben Roethlisberger is in the best shape of his life. I read an article about it. You know it's real. Like, obviously, he's the most disciplined man in the NFL, way more than Tom Brady. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Steelers on this, uh, even though they're not going to make the playoffs. And everything you read on the internet is true. Someone told me that once. That That's right, that, right? That was a fact I read on the internet, yes. Yeah, if it's on the internet, it has to be real. It has to be true. So I guess Ben Roethlisberger is in great shape. So maybe you're right on this one, Cody. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Would you rather go the nickel five hundred dollars on Kyler Murray twenty three to one to win MVP, or thousand dollars on the Raiders to finish third in the AFC West plus two thirty? Ooh, a Raiders one. Um, I'm gonna go with the nickel on Kyler Murray to win the MVP. Not that I, I think the Raiders finishing third is a crazy bet. I mean, that that actually probably could happen if if they get a break or two and the Broncos quarterback situation is as bad as I think it will be. But Kyler Murray, if you fat, if you go back to last year when he threw the Hail Mary against the Buffalo Bills to win that game early November, he was in the MVP discussion, right? It was it was Aaron Rodgers, it was Patrick Mahomes, it was Josh Allen, it was Kyler Murray. And then he got his shoulder banged up and Kyler Murray wasn't the same. I'm going to assume right now Kyler Murray is healthy. If Kyler Murray is healthy, I'm telling you, one of these years, he's going to have a 4,000-yard passing, 1,000-yard rushing season. He'll be the first to ever do it. And if you do that, you can win the MVP. I could see Kyler Murray if he stays healthy, which is a big if because he's he's so small. But 17 games, that's a lot of games for big stats. I, I'll go with Kyler Murray, 23-1, to 1, MVP. AFC West is going to be Kansas City, the Chargers, and you're telling me the Raiders only have to be better than the Broncos, which they already are. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will take that bet, 100%, because at the end of the day, Kyler Murray's got to go after an award that he has to hunt against uh every every other mvp candidate and Mahomes, there are better mahomes roger all of them it's just i am more than willing to put the money down right now that the raiders are better than the broncos rather than kyle murray and that does not say anything about kyle murray doesn't have good chance to win the mvp i just truly to me this is a lock that the raiders will finish third in that division yeah here's the one thing i, I worry about though with the raiders that defense cody it's bad it's, it's so bad, bad. And I just wonder if if it topples over. Like they have a really bad year, and then maybe they get a new quarterback, maybe Mayock's out, and they turn things around eventually. But that defense, like they could give up thirty points a game. No question, it's bad. It's really, really, really bad. But they they just they have to be better than the Broncos. I have to believe it. I have to hold on to something. They got to be better than them. It feels like that's your your Raiders fan mantra: just be better than the Broncos this year. It's, it's, it's such a low bar to, that we finally have put ourselves to. We're so pathetic. The Raiders Super Bowl is being better than the Broncos. <laughs> okay, would we, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, looking at that market, would you rather go a nickel on Javante Williams at 20-1 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year or Mac Jones, the dime? This was, Man, I am just – the reading skills are – off again a thousand dollars the dime on mac jones at 10 to 1 to win the nfl offensive rookie of the year the last six offensive rookie of the years herbert murray barkley hunt kamara zeke Gurley. yeah so it's been quarterbacks but a lot of running backs before that i i would go the nickel on javante williams i know he was one of your picks yesterday cody when we did our rookie mm-hmm. draft i think he's going to emerge uh, as the guy i think he's going to take over from melvin gordon kind of like last year um, Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis, he didn't enter the season as the guy. It was uh, Marlon Mack ahead of him, but then Mack got hurt. And then by the, I, I would say November, December, 
Jonathan Taylor was just like, boom, he was a top five fantasy running back, top five rookie kind of player. He was great. I think Javante Williams is the same thing. I think he emerges. I, I could see him winning this award. And here's my problem with Mac Jones. I think he's good. Like I said, he's the next Kirk Cousins. He could play. But there's so many other quarterbacks. I don't think his numbers will be, even be the best for rookie quarterbacks. I go Javante Williams. I'm just going to say I don't think Mac Jones is going to be starting that much early on in the season, and that's going to be the thing that hurts him. However, now I definitely will never bet on him because you just once again said he's the next Kirk Cousins, of which case never put money on Mac Jones. Ever, 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 anyone. Keep doubting. <laughs> All right, for stats leaders, would you rather go the nickel on Zach Wilson plus 1,200 most picks or the dime on TJ Watt plus 600 most sacks? Ooh, that's an interesting one. I mean, TJ yeah. Watt did lead the NFL last year in sacks, but I'm going to go Zach Wilson. And um, we talked about the interception market and sack market earlier. And I don't think we mentioned Wilson much because I do, I do think the Jets will run it a lot and play close to the best. But, but here's the thing. Zach Wilson is playing in the AFC East. This is the toughest division for a rookie quarterback. He has to play two games against Brian Flores. He has to play two games against Sean McDermott. He has to play two games against Bill Belichick, who has been eating rookie quarterbacks alive for three decades now. I don't think there's any division that could be tougher to be a rookie quarterback. Hey, Zach, go get him from day one. You're a Jet, and you have to go up against three great defensive minds. He's going to have some turbulence early on. I, I could see Zach Wilson figuring it out at some point. Maybe he'll be a good quarterback, but that's hard to do, to play from day one as Jets starting quarterback. And I know you like Elijah Moore. Uh, we talked about yesterday with Lance Zerline. Mm -hmm. It's not like the Jets have the greatest array of weapons, right? He doesn't have... Like his best receiver might be that rookie. Like he doesn't have a lot out there. I could see Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson throwing a bunch of interceptions. I'll go Wilson here uh, versus TJ Watt. You know, I like that pick as well, but I'm going to go with TJ Watt. I, I, I like the value more of the Zach Wilson pick, but I have to assume that the head coach of the Jets is just not going to put him in a position that he's going to let him lead the NFL in interceptions. So I'm going to go with TJ Watt. I mean, not as good of um not as good as value, but I, I, you know, he did lead it last year. I don't really think he's going to lead it this year, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility that he doesn't put up another 17, even close to 20. For sure. And Watt is going for a contract, by the way, but TJ Watt mm -hmm. is, is he's, he's a free agent after the year. So he's going to look, he's trying to become the highest paid defensive player, probably in NFL history. So there's a, there's a financial incentive for TJ Watt as well. And here's the thing with um, the jets, they could always, run the ball more, like I was saying. They could kind of take the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. Here's what you're getting with T.J. Watt. As long as he's healthy, he's going to rack up sacks. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that T.J. Watt has, has eclipsed his brother. Like, not all time. J.J. Watt's obviously the better brother all time. But, like, if I told you five years ago there'd be another Watt in the NFL better than J.J. at the same time, you would have said that is impossible. Yet, T.J.'s better than J.J. now. More amazingly, you mentioned the name Watt, and my first thought is T.J., not not his brother. That's just very interesting to me because his brother is going to be a Hall of Famer and arguably the best who's ever been this game. It was amazing. I mean, for for seven or eight years, he was unbelievable. Now he's now he's an Arizona Cardinal, which is just going to be weird to see him in that red uh, uniform. Actually, I hope JJ Watt has a bounce back here. It'd be, it'd be cool to see him on a winning team. Me too. I re he deserves it, man. He honestly deserves it. He he wore it in Houston for way too long. Yeah, he did. He was a great player. We'll see if there's anything left in the tank. On the other side, lightning bets. Our best bets for the night, for the weekend, a lot of preseason football, a ton of baseball, and we'll check in with Reed Wallach from BetQL. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network.